0: It's joy. Welcome back to another conversation. Welcome back to another episode of the Pink Girl Teaches podcast. I hope that you have all been doing well and taking care of yourselves as you fearlessly pursue your most significant state. Happy New Year. May your 2022 supersede your most significant dreams. I want to take a moment to thank you so much For joining me as I continue to share and just really lay with you or share with you, should I say, what the Lord has laid on my heart. Relationships, dating and relationships rather, is such a passion of mine and I love the opportunity to talk about them. And so I hope that this conversation, Live and Love by Design, is something that you'll be able to glean something from and it actually serves to edify your life. I am so open and I welcome your your feedback, your thoughts, suggestions, and even your, you know, where you want to debate. All of that is welcome. So continue to send your emails, hit my DM, my inbox. I'm here for it because I feel like through conversation, we're able to understand each other's perspectives, as well as learn and grow from each other. And that's kind of, you know, it reminds me or it leads me, I guess, to what today's conversation is about. Living and loving by design, live by design, love by design. A lot of times, you know, we hear sayings and it's so common and mostly women say things like this, but I've heard men say it too. But I think the majority of the times when you hear I'm independent, it's a woman saying this. And when you sit back and you listen to what is being shared and what she's articulating, it just, at least to me, sounds like these are your adult responsibilities. And so there is no trophy for that. We are all adults and we should all be doing things along those lines having your job, being financially responsible, having a home, taking care of your children, pursuing your passion, pursuing your purpose, living your life. But because so many people have been conditioned by society and culture, people feel like to do those type of things sets you apart when really that's living one-on-one. Now, I'm not here to bash any independent woman because more power to use is whatever works. But I want to I wanna just sit back and say this and, you know, I want to just lean into it a little bit more is the truth about it is, and, you know, a lot of times you hear the saying go that I don't need nobody. I've got this. And my heart bleeds when I hear statements like that, because the truth is your humanity is realized in the framework of relationships. Not a single person that is on earth, not a single person that God created is an island, self-contained, able to do everything on their own. No. We are all interdependent. And this is where I debate that whole independent woman thing, because to be independent means you stand alone. But we are all to be interdependent. We should all be able to lean into somebody, to count on somebody, to depend on somebody. Because again, your humanity is realized in the framework of relationships. And if we consider the fact that every single person that is living, breathing, everyone on earth has a divine purpose that God gave them And in order for them to fulfill, in order for any of us, honestly, to fulfill that purpose, we need relationships. And not only do we need relationships, we need significant relationships. And this is why you cannot live haphazardly. You cannot make relational choices from a hurt place. You cannot make relational choices from a desperate place. You cannot make relational choices out of a desire to one up your ex, out of a a need to be seen, a need to, or you know, with a whole mindset like this person looks good on my arm, that eye candy thing. Those situations, they don't lead you to purpose and any life that doesn't walk in purpose. And why I say that and why I say it kind of confidently too is because the foundation, the desire, the intent was never right. And a lot of times when you make decisions from that standpoint, you're not really being honest to yourself or the other person. So when we Throw out the statistics on divorce and say, well, what's the point? You know, so many people end up in divorce. Yeah, you've got to examine their why. How did they end up in in that situation? Did they really go in after having a, a real discussion with each other and really examine their own desires? How well did they know each other? What was leading the decision to get married? And did they really marry God's intended for them? Now, I know for some people, they'll say, oh, well, you know, God doesn't choose your spouse. And hey, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not here for that. But what I am here to do today is to have this conversation about living your life by design. You see, your goals and your dreams are contingent upon the quality of your relationships. That's why somebody may be arm candy, but have nothing Of significant value to deposit into the relationship or to help you get along in your goals, in your dreams. Arm arm candy, soul food, can be good for a a period of time. But does it have the substance that you need to get to the next level? Does it have the substance to support your dreams? Does it have the substance to know how to pray for you? Does it have the substance to know how to seek God's face for you? Does it have the substance to speak to you with kindness and respect and to honor and adore you to submit and to be what you need? In order for you to get there, one thing about your relationships you always have to remember is that people can be one of two things. They are either going to be your pallbearer, the pallbearer of your purpose, the pallbearer of your dreams, the pallbearer of your goals, the pallbearer of your peace, your joy, your happiness. Are they a pallbearer or are they an armor bearer? Will they uphold you? Will they will they um, inspire you? to continue to pursue your dreams when you when when life throws you on the hard floor do they help you get back up or do they simply watch and say well that's you not me what are they willing to do are they willing to turn the plate and inter- and intercede for you and fast for you and do those kind of things and i think when if we're really honest and we 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 view our relationships from that standpoint we can, we can step aside and say, listen, I've got to get real intentional about who I'm spending my time with and how I'm spending my time. As you grow as a person and as your interests develop, you, you know, you mature, you evolve. And your circle of influence, your friends, your relationships should evolve with you. One way to always determine the value of your relationships and are they really serving you well is simply to examine the fruit all life bears fruit every life bears fruit sometimes you find that it's it's rotten fruit and how how do you know if it's rotten fruit and i'm not even asking you to examine the life of the other person examine what they have deposited in you and how you grow or how you experience life as a result of that relationship sometimes you're going to experience feelings of sadness loneliness you're in this relationship but you still feel alone and there's confusion and there's chaos and there's no peace within and it's like your your spirit is saying something but you may not understand because there's so much chaos around drama, high intensity, and hot and cold. Those are fruits. Those are fruits. Examine the direction your life is taking since that person came in. How do they speak to you? Those are all signs of the fruit that the relationship bears. If you want to take it another step forward, and I know I said we're not going to examine the other person, but look at the fruits of their relationships, of what they do, of how they spend their time. What kind of fruit is that? Is it producing something that can be eaten without killing you? Your relationships should be producing fruits, peace, joy, love, kindness, meekness, gentleness. They should be producing not just the fruits of the spirit, but those are the most fundamental ones, But how do they help you grow as a person? Because remember, your relationships help you achieve your goals. And the quality of your goals is really contingent upon your relationships. So let me ask you this. How would you rate the quality of your relationship with other people? In all relationships, not just your intimate, but your circle of friends, your circle of acquaintances, what does the fruit look like? you are called to be a fruit inspector and you must examine the fruit. Otherwise you deceive nobody but yourself. And so I want you to consider for a moment that really people should not be in your life by default, but it's got to be by design. It's got to be intentional. It's got to be on purpose. You see, we, we have a purpose. We all have a purpose. And the goal ultimately is is to get to or to complete your purpose on earth. But you see, when you have rotten fruit in your life, when you have relationships that don't bring out the best in you, what you have is people who will cause you to default or deter your destiny. And is it really worth it at the end of the day? At the end of the day, is it really worth it? I think one of the loudest noises or the loudest sound that is in people's ears is just how the world and society and culture perceive relationships. Everything tells you that you only live once. So what the heck? Live any kind of way you want you can have life on your own terms, like as if life is Burger King and you can have it your way. The truth is that is not life. They are repercussions for everything that you do. We live under a principle that many may not like, but whatever you sow, you will reap. And harvest comes to all. And so what are you reaping from your relationships and how you have acted in relationships? Is it something that makes you proud or do you just you know ignore the facts about how you've been behaving society and culture tells you you only live once live your best life but how let me ask you this how do you live your best life when you live outside of purpose purpose is that thing that you were created to do i believe you 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 should know that every one of us is an answer to something and for the most part, I want to believe that we all kind of sort of have an inclination as to what it is, but you are, we are all the answer to something because there's purpose in everyone. And you've got to ask, do these people, do these relationships that you're in, do they only tickle your ears and tell you what you need to hear and what you want to hear that satisfies your flesh? Or Do they actually challenge you and cause you to grow and cause you to think and cause you to see things in another dimension? How do they support and edify you? You've got to live and love by design. You only have but so long in the earth and you have to really examine, especially like after these last two, three years that we've experienced and this virus is doing what it's doing, And we've seen so much loss on such a grand scale worldwide. And look at it, a new new variant after a new variant. And you got to ask yourself, how am I I showing up in my relationships and how are my relationships working out for me? You've got to be able to know What is the purpose of the relationship? What is the purpose of it? Last week, I talked to you about dating with a purpose. And I touched on how, you know, a lot of people say, well, um, I'm dating with a purpose. And the purpose is to get married. But that's nothing more than a goal. It is a goal. If you don't know what the purpose of that marriage is, and again, purpose is always wrapped in God's desire for you and the reason why he created you. So when God aligns people in marriage, and yes, he does, he considers his purpose and he brings two people together to be purpose partners and they do the work together. And I think when we start examining relationships from that standpoint and we start seeking out a purpose partner and we turn all our proclivities and all of our preferences and all of our standards over to God. And allow him to realign us to his purpose for us. Then we can walk in his path. Then we can experience relationships and love marriage his way. And don't you know that what God joins together, no man puts us under. What God joins together is like the three-strand cord. It is not easily broken. Am I saying that it's going to be perfect? No. All life is going to experience challenges, but here's the thing. One of the things that you have to understand about the trials that we experience, depending on how you decide to frame the the trials and what you say to yourself during those trials, and so now these are those relational issues, and even marital ones, they can propel you into a into a positive state you can learn you can you can detract something that will help you to continue to grow and advance so it's really up to you what are you going to do with the trials that you face how are you going to view them but another thing about your relationships ask yourself are they mutually beneficial is this person always giving and i don't want you to think about giving as just financially or material things but their time their attention their affection, are they loving you? Some some people tend to, or some people I don't want to say tend to like all people do this, but there are some people who will use those things that I just listed against you and withhold and punish you, and so that wouldn't be mutual mutually beneficial. Got tongue tied there, but those are signs of abusive or toxic relationships, and we want to steer away from those because. They detract, they deter, not just you from your, your your destiny and your purpose, but from peace, from joy, and also from God, because you're so caught up and focused on the other person and walking on eggshells that you don't have time to flow in any other direction. So it's important that you're able to recognize what toxic is, but also be sure the lens that you're viewing the relationship isn't the fact that there are some issues within you and there's a past that you haven't healed yet. Because when you don't heal from your past, it can alter the way you see a great person. And so, you know, I want you to get, I want you to get real clear on why people are in your lives and how do they edify your lives, but also what is your contribution into their lives? Listen, iron sharpens iron. Who are you surrounded by and how are you growing together? You know, let's go back to society and culture. i got a thing about society and culture. We're going to talk about it. Society and culture, like I was saying earlier, tells you you only live once and it's about living your best life. That is a bunch of nonsense. It is true that you do only live once, but not to the ex- and and don't take that, the fact that you only live once to mean you can live anyhow. No, live intentionally, live on purpose and live in a manner that you would want to see your own children live like that. None of us, at least I think, none of us want to see our children just live haphazardly and erratically. No. So why should you? you got to understand that you have one chance at life and one chance at life alone on earth. There's another life after this. So how does this life reflect and how do your relationships help you get to the other side? Society and culture tells you you can do all kinds of things, and now we're living in a time where there are these dating trends, and there's dating apps, and there's all kinds of things that you can just have it your way, right? But here's the thing: you have to make a decision. Am I going to rock out for the kingdom of God, or am I going to do it for the culture? I've heard people say that they do it for the kingdom and they do it for the culture, and initially that sounded kind of cute to me because I said, "Hey." The kingdom and the culture, okay. But how are you going to marry the two when the culture represents everything that is opposing the plans and the purposes of God? How are you going to get to your fulfilled place in destiny and purpose if you're rocking the kingdom and the culture? You cannot. It's not even debatable. You cannot be in bed with the kingdom and the culture. You're either going to stand for God and let the world slip by or you're going to be in bed with, with the world and leave God alone. Because God is not going to join you in bed with a culture. He's just not. You're going to either represent the kingdom or you're going to represent the culture. But you cannot. You cannot be in bed with mammon and God. It doesn't work that way. And so the decisions that you make as a child of God, when you decide to date and you say, "Okay, I'm going to date all these people. And I'm talking about rotational here. Ask yourself. Is that how God's standard, is that what God's standard is? Absolutely not. And I know this isn't for everybody, but if you are a kingdom kid, then this is for you. Are you doing it for God? And if you really are, did you even ask him about, Lord, what is your choice for me? Align me, or align my will with yours. And I think that's the step that we miss out on. And I see a lot of, and I see a lot of preachers a lot of Christian influencers telling you that you can have it your way and that you can be in bed with the kingdom and the culture. But I'm here to dispel that you cannot. God is never going to co-sign on you doing rotational dating. God is never, ever going to co-sign with you ghosting, with you breadcrumbing, with you um, throwing people into the orbit. God isn't going to do any of that because God lives on Purpose and he is intentional, he lives by design. Everything that he created was by design, it was never random. So, why would he take something so sacred as your body, a temple of the Holy Spirit, and say, Go ahead, live anyhow you want? Why would I say that your body? Why would I bring up your body in this right when you we didn't even discuss having or experiencing intimacy with this person? But what I want you to understand about your body is that it keeps score of trauma. And trauma, really, at the end of the day, is something or anything that somebody cannot process. Earlier on, I did mention toxic relationships. Now, if you're somebody who is constantly breadcrumbed or going through rotation after rotation after rotation, and you keep yielding the same results, your body keeps score of that. And some of those things become part of your subconscious programming where you end up feeling like this is how it's always going to be, when the truth of the matter is it didn't even have to be like that in the first place. But you see, society and culture keeps shifting the goalposts when it comes to the standard of dating and relationships and the type of relationships that you, as a child of God, you, as a kingdom citizen, engage in, but it doesn't work like that. Like I said, you can't be in bed with God and mammon at the same time. God's not joining you in that. And so when people tell you that it's okay to test people, why would you need to test anybody that you know was sent by God? So you don't trust God? It's amazing how we are so willing to trust God for a job. We're willing to trust God for our health. When we get sick, we pray. We're willing to trust God to save our children. We're willing to trust God for homes, for cars, for finances, even for our purpose. Yet when it comes to us trusting God to bring us a mate, to bring us a spouse and a kingdom one at that, oh, we really can't trust that because, you know, I have these preferences and I have these proclivities and my standards, this, like the author and the finisher of your faith doesn't know that. But the problem is that you got, you've got you been in bed with the culture for too long that you think that you need those preferences and that standard is yours. But if you recognize that I'm living my life and I'm going to love by design, then how how well are your standards and your and your preferences and your proclivities serving you? Am I saying that you just go with anything? No, what I'm saying to you is seek ye first the kingdom of God. Why why seek ye first the kingdom of God? Because that's where your purpose is number one. And when you get in alignment with God, He is going to send. His best for you. We can either be in the perfected will of God or we can be in the permissive will. I've been in the permissive will for far too long, and I'm not doing that anymore. And so that means that I had to go and surrender all of my preferences and all of my, oh this is my type. but here's something interesting that you know, a friend mentioned is that sometimes your type is your type because it is a familiar spirit. Now, how well has that familiar spirit been treating you? You like a tall man, you like a tall, dark, and handsome, or you like the Coca-Cola body shape, but how well do they serve you? Are they a pallbearer or are they an armor bearer? How well has your past served you? When you examine the fruit of your preferences, when you examine the fruit of your standards, how well do they serve you? Now, I didn't say cancel your standards. But sit down with God. Get to know who he says that you are and what that purpose on your life is. And consider, in order for me to walk in my most significant states, this is the standard that I'm going to require. Not just from other people, but first from you. Because you're the one who has to uphold the standards. Everybody wants to talk about boundaries and how essential boundaries are. But your boundaries mean absolutely nothing if you don't respect your boundaries. The onus on your boundaries, the onus to respect your boundaries is always on you. And you got to remember that your boundaries are there to protect and to preserve who you currently are as well as who you are becoming. And so when you consider all of that, how well are your preferences serving you? People want to test people, but don't want to go to God and say, God, is this who you would have me to be dating and married? And are we dating or are we courting? What's really going on? And are we truly getting to the point where we trust God with it all? Again, we can trust him with so many things, but not with our spouse because you know what? I like somebody who's going to hit it like this. I like somebody who's going to do this. Yeah, but God can knock those preferences right out your mouth if you ask him. God can knock all of that away and hit reset on your preferences so that you would come into alignment with your spouse. But people are so concerned about what society and culture says, but all they are there to do is to detract from who you are. There is nothing about what society and culture say that is beneficial for your soul because let me tell you and remind you that wide is the road that leads to destruction in society and culture is has the megaphone to the directions to destruction and so when you see what is popular get away from it and go the other direction because you got to understand and you need to remember (laughs) all life all life goes back to its creator to to be judged and even how we treat people when we don't want to talk to them no more when we don't want to be with them no more and because society and culture says oh well you know what just 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 string them along just just breadcrumb them just you can have it your way no you cannot and you cannot be a person of integrity and do those things. Now, if you're somebody who's gonna be upfront and say, you know what, I'm rotation I'm doing or I'm practicing rotational dating, fine, but be upfront about it and don't string people along. They may not have good standards, but you, integrity. Have your standards so that you remain integral in all situations. And the thing about when you live and you love by design, I tell you one thing: you will not you will not treat yourself randomly, you will not behave erratically, you will walk in integrity because living and loving by design is important to you. You understand the value that is on your life. That listen, I I I have a purpose in the earth that I need to. I need to fulfill. I'm the answer to something. And I'm here to do the will of my father, the one who sent me. And so you can't. You just won't do certain things. Do we, do we slip and fall? Of course we do. But you go back and you repent. But what I'm trying to say is that you don't treat people any kind of way. You just don't. And so there's some more fruit for you to examine. How do they treat you? How did you treat them? And what are you going to do about that? I think, you know, we're all mature. We're all adults. And we've got to be mindful about how we are conducting ourselves. You know, people objectify others so easily. And it's really not even about the other person, but it's an indicator on what's going on on the inside of them. And so when you find, at least, you know, these are my opinions again, but when you find people who are so, you know, who are so caught up and who are so involved and invested in the standards of society and culture. You have met somebody who does not know themselves. Your value should tell you that I, I am going to respect myself and I'm going to be integral in situations and not play games. I'm not going to do these things because I have a standard to uphold and I have a name that I that I care about. And don't you know that your character, your moral fiber says something about who you are. But earlier on, I told, I talked to you about reaping and well sowing and reaping sometimes it's not you who is going to reap that the benefit or the or the harvest sometimes you won't reap that harvest but your children will because the bible tells us that the sins of the forefathers visit the children to the third and the fourth generation so what are you sowing for your children you may go on and have a fabulous life but watch what happens in their lives was it really worth it was it really worth it to treat people like like human mattresses? Was it really worth it to treat them randomly? Was living your best life really worth it at the end of the day because you choose to get you choose to continue to stay in bed with Mammon. you choose to be in bed with society and culture and those familiar spirits of your types and your preferences. And now your children have to answer that or have to answer to that, should I say? These are just some things for you to consider. These are all things that I had to consider. And I had to go back and say, okay, God, I surrender. I repent. And I'm not going to live like that anymore. And there's something to be said about turning over the leaf. There's something to be said about allowing him to be the one who does the choosing for you, allowing him to have his way. Because let me tell you, at the end of the day, Your purpose is what you should be focused on. Of course, live and enjoy life, but life without purpose? That's why they say the graveyard is one of the richest places on earth or, you know, on on the world, because there's so much dead potential there. There are so many dreams that were never lived. There's so much unfulfilled purpose in the graveyard. So are you going to add to the value of the graveyard, or are you going to do that thing that you were created to do? Before, you know, I'm I'm about to wind down, but what I want to leave you with is this thought. Your fingerprints are unique. Not a single person on this earth has the same set of fingerprints that you do. Your fingerprints are just as unique as the imprint that you will make in the earth. Over 7.52 billion people on earth. And your, your impact in earth is unique. It doesn't matter how many people do the same type of thing that you do. They can't do it like you do because you are you. And so if we go back to what I, one of the opening things that I said is that your humanity is realized, your purpose is realized in the framework of relationships. And so who is, who are you doing life with? Who make up your, who makes up your relationship circle? Just a little food for thought. I want to thank you so much for sharing your time with me. If you would like to connect with me or know more a little bit about me, take a look at the show notes and I'll include all my links and everything that I'm up to. I thank you so much for your time and may God.